Today's episode of D3 Glory Days is sponsored by Lincoln Running Company. That's right, we teamed up with the local running store in Lincoln, Nebraska to bring you these episodes of the Nebraska Wesleyan Women's 4x4 7P. Lincoln Running Company is the oldest specialty running store owned by the same family for over 45 years in the same location in downtown Lincoln, Nebraska. They are everything a small local running store is. Small, friendly, encouraging, and best of all, local. They do way more than sell shoes. They offer advice, they console, they celebrate, they teach, they run, and they encourage others to do the same. They offer three training classes a year, and they're currently in the thick of their Beginner's Luck, which is a beginning running program that is 18 years old and still going strong. Right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off. That's right, 15% off all regularly priced items in their store. Right now, if you give them a call at 402-474-4557, mention D3 Glory Days, you'll get 15% off. Once again, their phone number is 402-474-4557. We'll have all that information in the show notes, and here's to the glory days. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to D3 Glory Days on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network. This is part three of the Nebraska Wesleyan 4x4 Championship Series, part three. If you have not yet listened to part one and two, we'd recommend you go back and do those. They've been released on Tuesday of each of the last two weeks. If you caught the episode last week, welcome back. We're excited to bring you two more of the athletes who are on that championship team. Before Stu comes on to introduce them, I will once again remind you to help support this podcast by sharing it with a friend or teammate or loved one, if you think they'd be interested in it. Um, We always take some time to say that because it really does help. And so we appreciate everyone who has championed our podcast in the couple of years that we've been around now. If you'd like to support this labor of love of Stu and I's, you can find a link to our Venmo account in the show notes, and you can leave us a tip there if you're so inclined. If you want other D3 Glory Days content, our website is a good place to do that, www.d3glorydays.com. You can also find us all over social media at D3 Glory Days. All right, Stu's going to come on now and tell you about the two athletes joining us this week. Yep. Today, we're joined by Anna Frazier and Aspen Rolfs, both of whom who had different journeys and impacts on the team. Anna, as you'll find out, was a part of this team and was a junior when she joined the 4x4, a heptathlete turned sprinter turned 400 meter specialist. She came in to fill that gap, to fill that fourth role. You might be wondering what happened in number three. Well, as you learned from Coach McKenzie, adding Aspen to the team in the recruiting process was key for this streak to continue. And she did just that. So it was great to kind of compare and contrast their versions of how they were a part of the team and the impact that they had during this streak. It was fun to hear more about that recruiting process. It was great to hear from Anna on how she was able to overcome an injury, but we don't want to spoil anything else. So stay tuned for Aspen and Anna. Thank you guys again from both Stu and I. We'll see you on the other side of this podcast. Sit back, enjoy, and here's to the glory days. 
when it comes to Westland's legacy, I think that a 400 runner could kind of join the team and think one of two things. They could either be really intimidated by the success of those before them and fear that they'll never be as great as them, or they can look at all this success with a lot of confidence and decide that they're going to work until their name stands with those that came before them. So I feel like I really got motivated when I would hear stories about um, the Twins and Aspen's experiences at Nationals, and that's kind of when I decided I was going to do what it took to be on the relay with those girls and try to get there. Another huge part of this was just Aspen and her pushing me and everyone for that matter in practice every day and kind of always making sure that I had that national mentality, I'll call it. I just felt like she always wanted me to understand that I had what it took to be on the relay and that together we could do some really awesome things. So I'm just really excited for having such an amazing team this year, four hardworking girls, and I plan to try my hardest to fill their shoes and keep the legacy going. All right, welcome back to D3 Glory Days, moving right along in the series. Now we're going to focus in on the second group the women who are part of the final four of the seven Pete today, we're joined by Aspen Rolfs. Aspen, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. We're, we're excited to kind of continue this journey and hear more and more about the seven Pete. You know, a lot of our listeners already got a glimpse into who you were from your coach McKenzie and also from your teammates, so give us a little background on you. He really mentioned there's a big recruiting story. It seems like you were around the program from your junior year of high school and on. And it was a big deal when you finally committed. So take us into who you were as a high school student athlete and how you end, ended up at Nebraska Wesleyan. So I went to um, Lincoln Pius, the 10th high school, and I've done track since I was seven years old. So I have always had a passion for track and field. So when I even went to high school, I knew there was a possibility that I would run track in college and my dad ran track in college as well. So I just, it kind of was just in the cards for me. So just throughout high school, as I improved my times and improved performances and stuff, I looked into schools and Wesleyan was the school that recruited me the hardest throughout the process. So my junior year, um, coach McKenzie reached out to me and he was constantly talking to me, constantly trying to get me to commit. And um, I definitely waited a really long time before I finally committed. So I was looking at a bunch of other schools around Nebraska, um, but Wesleyan always was my favorite, just being in Lincoln. I knew a lot of the athletes who were already on the team um, but I don't know, the main reasons I went there were because of um, Coach McKenzie and Coach Bowling. They really showed me um, how great a program it was and just they showed me that they wanted me. And that was really cool to be wanted and to be able to go to a school where I would be a benefit and an asset to the team. I think sometimes it's like a fine line in recruiting between, you know, showing an athlete that you really want them and like being kind of annoying. Uh, (laughs) Was it ever, was it ever too much coming from those guys or uh, did they play it right on? 
I really wasn't annoyed actually, because I mean, they handled it well. Like he would call me probably once a week and I don't know, I didn't find it annoying. Actually, I thought it was pretty cool because I was, I mean, I wanted to go there. So I was like, this is cool being able to talk to possibly my future coach and stuff. So um, it was more getting my parents on board with getting me to go to Westland. Like I kind of knew the whole time I wanted to go there, but um, once my parents met with the coaches, they met, the coaches actually came to my house and met with my parents and stuff. And that kind of was a done deal then after that. The idea that Nebraska Wesleyan was a division three school, did that put you off in any way? You were a pretty decorated high school student athlete with I'm sure some looks from D1 schools in the area? A little bit. I mean, everyone wants to go D1. Everyone wants to go big, make it big. And um, Nebraska looked at me and a couple other um, smaller D1 schools like USD. And it was super appealing. I mean, I thought it would be super awesome to run for Nebraska. And a couple D2 schools also reached out and NAIA, all schools, you know, where I could get... (laughs) scholarships and stuff but when I really looked into Nebraska Wesleyan in like division three I just I kind of fell in love I thought it was was just like a great fit for myself personally and kind of what I wanted to accomplish in college I wanted to or I was successful in high school and I wanted to continue being successful from the get-go once I went to college I didn't want to have to be back at the bottom of the totem pole you know Um, on my team and have to like wait till my senior year possibly before I ever did anything exciting so division three it just seemed like it was gonna fit my goals did you have goals outside of athletics that made division three kind of a logical move yeah I wanted to be a physical therapist or that's actually what I'm doing I'm going to UNMC in the fall for physical therapy and Uh, Wesleyan has a great uh, PT program and I knew a lot of people who went through the process of becoming a PT through their major and a lot of them got into schools that they wanted so when I was looking at schools finding um, a good exercise science program to lead me there that was also a big part of it and Wesleyan just fit well with that also. The 2017 outdoor season you win your high school state 400 and the 200 that same year, Nebraska Wesleyan wins the indoor and outdoor four by four, bringing the streak to three. How excited were you to be a state champion joining a national championship four by four? I was so excited. (laughs) Well, I didn't, um, I mean, I had expected to win um, state just because I had been all year running um, top times. But when I ran, like how fast I did, it was a significant PR for myself. And then I saw that the team had won and I knew that they were losing Katie and Abby. Um, I saw it as a great opportunity for me to join onto that team. So I was super excited. And I know that Ted and DMAC were really excited too. They had talked to some of um, the team and told them that I was coming and that I would be a great fit for the team. So I was super excited. Yeah, your, your coaches made it pretty clear that, you know, when they were recruiting you, they had a sense of urgency knowing that, you know, with a couple of girls graduating and wanting to establish that four by four dynasty, they, re- they really needed you. Did you did you get that feeling too, like you were heading someplace that you were that you were needed and could make an impact right away? 
Definitely. When DMAC was calling me <laughs> once every week, I really knew that they wanted me pretty bad to be on the team. So, I mean, I also was just determined to work hard so I wouldn't let them down as well. Like I wanted to finish out my senior year on a strong note. So then when I came to Wesleyan, I would be ready to fill that spot. Did you feel any pressure coming off and being a state champion that you have to perform then your first year on campus? Definitely. I know a lot of people don't do as well in college. Like it's kind of like a 50-50 sometimes. People will go from being really good in high school and won't run as fast on their first year of college just because it's a huge transition. And I was definitely worried about it. I mean, having a completely new practice program. I mean, we start in September and go all the way through. So I was worried about, you know, being burnt out or I'm um, just like not being good enough when they need me to by indoor. And so, yeah, I was, I was scared. I felt pressure that I wouldn't um, do as well as they needed me to, but I mean, it ended up working out fine. I was determined. <laughs> Talk about some of those differences in training between, you know, your high school training and then that first year of college. Um, were you doing way more? Were you doing more quality? How did, how did you adapt to that workload? Um, it definitely was better quality. I wouldn't, I don't know how much more we did. We definitely lifted more. That was a huge change for me because for high school, I only ever lifted on my own. We never had a lifting program specifically for track and field. So I would only do it on my own time. So when we started fall training at Wesleyan in September, that was really weird for me, like lifting heavy weights and um, gaining all that muscle weight that I had just like never really had before. So that, that was kind of a challenge trying to balance like just being like bigger and having more muscle and like how to fit that into running. But practices, they're definitely different, but I think my high school coaches um, pushed me pretty hard that it, I was prepared for the hard practices that we had at Wesleyan. Like in high school, we ran a couple, we would run like 500, 300s, 400s, 500s and stuff. And we definitely did that plenty of times at Wesleyan. So I felt prepared for the running workouts. It was more lifting that was a challenge to get used to. Coming in and replacing Katie and Abigail, what was that feeling like knowing the streak was at three? You have both the twins on there. You know, was there a lot of talk of like, hey, we need this, we need to get to number four? I don't really know. There wasn't a lot of talk, I think, just because they were nervous. <laughs> I think they didn't want to jinx anything because they knew, we all knew there was like a possibility of it happening, but it was more kind of like not talked about. Like we all knew it, but we just didn't really talk about it in the open, just with the possibility that we wouldn't or that we would break the streak, you know, and not end up making it there, not winning. Um, once we did qualify for nationals in that first indoor, um, it still was super scary. You know, we're like, we could, you know, still do it, but we're like, you know, just in case, like, let's not, you know, jinx it, not talk about it too much just in case. How hard is that to not talk about it? I mean, it's clearly like the elephant in the room, you know, I'm sure runners are similar in the sense that they always want to talk about workouts and races and upcoming, you know, what was the key in not discussing it rather than like not just jinxing it? Wesleyan has a really good program where all of us athletes are pretty humble. And I think that helped a lot. Like we didn't like the twins, especially like they had such a decorated career already before I even got there. 
but they never really talked about it. Like we all knew they were good, but they didn't act like it. They were great leaders. And that's kind of what I, like how I learned was from them, just like seeing how they interacted with all their success. That really helped to make it not, I don't know, not to talk about it, not to brag about it. We all just kind of knew it was there. We're, um, we always just said, that like we're going to work hard and what happens happens you know like we can all control what we can control like we can't control other teams we can't control outcomes but we can control what happens to us so as long as we put in as much work as possible then like the outcome will be there if it's supposed to be like that that sounds like a really positive and constructive culture that i don't think you find on on every team um who is responsible for kind of you know, forging that culture in the first place and how easy for you was to step in and then ultimately to carry on that tradition over your four years? Um, it starts with just Coach Bowling. He is all about um, humility and having, he always talks about our inner locus of control and keeping what like just our personal things to ourselves and everyone's going through external stuff, but as long as you focus on inner so he definitely stresses that he talks about it in our team meetings all the time so just as a whole team we all just know um, that we control what we can and that um, there's no use in complaining about it or there's no use in bragging about stuff because you still have to get the job done when it happens and the twins definitely were great examples of that for me so then once they finally had graduated I tried to um teach like the younger girls, the incoming freshmen that, and so that they could keep those ideals moving through. So hopefully the program can stay um, positive And so everyone works together as a team. It was different in high school. We all were more about like, my coaches would always talk about being the best and like they would stress our relays out all the time about how like we need to win and we need to run these times and all this stuff. And Wesleyan wasn't like that. So I really love that. And it definitely comes from coach bowling. The 2018 outdoor win, which was, would be your second title. It looks like you all focused in on that relay. What was that like not focusing on individual events and more so on the relay? It was different for sure, just because throughout the year you do so many things and the four by four is just kind of like an afterthought. And so when we got to nationals and that's all we were doing, the pr- I feel like there was almost more pressure because like we knew, um, we knew it was gonna be hard because Emory had run pretty similar times to us and they really competed hard with us that indoor season. So we knew it was gonna be tough. So going in, I mean, <laughs> There, that was almost more pressure just because we knew we would have to give it everything that we would have to work super hard in order to win. And we did, if you go back and watch that race, we didn't have it won until like the last 20 meters. So that was, that was really challenging, but I mean, it was just, I think it was an awesome opportunity for us just to focus in on our team and just the relay and show what we can do on fresh legs, I guess. Did you ever feel like you had to sacrifice the opportunity for individual success um, for the overall success of the relay? Personally, no. I always run 
I always think I run better in the relay once I've had an individual race under my belt. But the team um, and the four by four was is always so important to me. And I had those three upperclassmen on my team. So I would go hard no matter what. So I never felt pressure or never felt like I needed to. Uh, I didn't care as much about my personal success at that time. I really wanted to be successful for the team. In the, in, with hindsight in our favor, uh, you know, step back to your high school senior year. Is this the career you envisioned having in college? Yeah, it is. And honestly, it was way more than I ever thought I could accomplish. So it was pretty exciting. My freshman year, I never thought I'd come out as a two-time national champion in the four by four. So definitely exceeded all my expectations. I never thought I would, you know, get the school record in the 200s and stuff like that. So it just, yeah, definitely exceeded all expectations. This is a question some of our listeners may, you know, get on me for asking a lot, but I think it's always an interesting answer. How would your teammates have described you maybe earlier in your career? And then once you stepped into a leadership role towards the end of your career? That's an interesting question. Um, right? I think so too. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Definitely. I got way more confident in myself towards the end and Actually, some of my teammates did talk to me about it, just how I changed once like the twins and Anna had left. So then I was the upperclassman. Um, they definitely said I became a leader in that I helped them so much more, just build themselves as athletes. So when I was like a freshman, sophomore, I just kind of was a follower. So I did what the upperclassmen did. Um, I did what I had to do to be good. But then once I took on the leadership role, I took it to the next level. Like I worked extra hard. I pushed the girl. So I guess people would probably say I just got more confident in myself and cared more about the team, probably cared more about my teammates more as I yeah, went through school. What did you learn from the twins and Anna? So much. <laughs> I learned so much from them in just the two short years that I had. I really learned um, just how to be a good teammate. That was the main thing that I learned because they were awesome teammates. They cared so much about everybody else on the team and making sure that everyone was doing well at practice and they were super good motivators too. That is one thing that um, I will keep with me forever is just being able to motivate other people to be their best because they were already so good, but they spent time worrying about us and like making sure that we were confident in ourselves and our abilities. Um, and they pushed everyone to be, um, or to reach their potentials and stuff. And that's what a great leader was. So I definitely learned how to be a leader. Um, yeah. How to motivate people is so much that I've learned <laughs> that I learned from them. You were in kind of a unique situation of both continuing the streak um, of national championships in the four by four, but also seeing the streak end. Was it disappointing to you or, I mean, talking to coach McKenzie, it kind of seemed like, you know, you kept it going as long as you could, but you were still happy with the outcome when you didn't actually win it. Can uh, you give us your perspective? Yeah. I mean, I knew it was coming. Sadly, once they left, we just didn't have 
the depth on the team anymore. So I kind of expected it to happen, but it also was sad because none of the other girls were left, you know? So I kind of felt like it was on me a little bit that, you know, I was going to be on the team that lost the streak. And that was really sad, but it was kind of weird because 2020 was that next year and everything was kind of canceled. So we never end up, ended up having a national meet even though our four by four didn't make it to that indoors that was canceled, there never was a race. So like, you don't really know who won and it didn't really come through until this last outdoor in 2021. And we did make it to finals, which was pretty awesome. I didn't even expect that to happen. So for me, it, um, it wasn't as bad that year after. And I was just really proud of us for doing the best we could once I mean, we did end the streak, but in the end, it was still pretty exciting. Yeah, and on the flip side of it, you end your career second place runner-up in the 200 with a PR. You know, so how do you balance individual success and like huge success versus, yeah, you guys are all American in the 4x4, but it wasn't what you were used to? Right. Once the twins and Anna had graduated, I really focus more on myself a little bit. And like, I hate, I don't want to sound like selfish at all, but um, I just knew that no matter how hard I could, you know, push in a relay that it wouldn't just be me. Like I would need other people to help me out. So I really focused on myself and then my goals changed to um, just being the best that I could be in the 200 like keep improving my times and work towards those school records and then my goal after that was, you know, to all American in an individual, which I had didn't ever have the opportunity to um, while those two years, while the twins and Anna were there. And when I went to nationals this last outdoor, I was really focused more on the 200 than in the relays that we had. And it was just amazing being, or getting second. I never expected that, never expected to have that big of a PR. And that definitely ranks up as high as those national championships that we won just because I had to do it on my own. So I was pretty exciting. I was pretty proud of myself after that one. Going to ask you for a prediction now, knowing what you know about the team as it stands and moving forward, when will Nebraska Wesleyan win the four by four again? <laughs> Ooh, when will they win again? Um. It could be a little bit, I think, but I do think this next year they'll go back to nationals for sure. Um, we have three of the girls who were on the team this last year are all coming back. And then we got um, a girl who transferred from Nebraska who runs about 57s, who will be taking my spot. And I think that's a good filler. So I'm really excited for them to see what they can do. And we have more girls. We have like a couple alternates too, that can like build up. So then once those seniors leave, so we do have a great 400 program still, and I'm really excited. I don't know if it's a national championship team, but definitely have possible um, all Americans in the future. So that's exciting. So we're going to put you in the spot. Like we have everyone else. You won four national titles, which one ranks, which, which one's the most memorable of the four? The first one. <laughs> that I won in 2018 indoor at Birmingham. And just because it was the first one and it was unpredictable, that's the one even the coaches talk about 
they had no idea what was going to happen. They really didn't know if we were going to win. And I mean, I believed we could do it, but I also had a huge breakthrough in that race. I had like almost a whole second drop from what I had ran all year long. So it just, it was really exciting. And we all, we all cried after it because it was different. You know, the twins and Anna had been with Katie and Abby before and just having a new person on the team and still winning. It was just, it was super special. Let's say you get together with, uh, with your teammates 10 years from now at a college reunion or something. What are some of the things you guys are going to reminisce over? We'll definitely reminisce over all those relays that we ran and going to nationals, all of our trips. I mean, we spent a lot of time together. I definitely got way closer with those girls than I did with other members of the team just because we flew on planes. We stayed in hotels together, just us four all the time. So we'll definitely talk about all those memories. We'll talk about Ted and DMAC and just how goofy they are and all their weird mannerisms that they, they have. Um, I don't know. Well, we won conference twice while they were there. That definitely was super memorable, beating Warburg's 18-year streak, winning the conference title. So those are there's a lot of good memories that we had together. You mentioned you're heading off to PT school in the fall. It seems like you probably have some eligibility left. Are you going to be using it there or are you hanging the spikes up for now? Sadly, I am hanging the spikes up. <laughs> um, if I could, if I wasn't going on to more school, I would definitely go back for another year because, I mean, it breaks my heart <laughs> being done with track since I've done it my whole life. But I'll be in Omaha and PT school is, full time. I wouldn't have time to get good enough workouts in to keep improving. And it just, I think it would put a lot more stress on myself trying to worry about track and PT school or putting PT school on hold for another year. It just, I need to, you know, I've had enough success, I think in track and I'll let some other people (laughs) have it. So Stu and I are obviously talking to your coaches and your other teammates. Who are you most excited to hear from when we finally release this series? I'm excited to hear from Katie and Abby, actually, just because I was never their teammate. So I haven't really got to talk to them and hear their side of the story because they also, there was, that was a completely different team. They ran against completely different teams. Like their competition was wash you when we were more competing against Emory so it's just it's a lot different than what we went through so I don't know I'm really excited to hear just like their perspectives on it. Aspen thank you for joining us today it was really cool to hear about your experience and we're excited to keep putting the pieces of the puzzle together by talking to your teammates and coaches so yeah thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us. Yeah thank you guys this is awesome I'm really excited to see how it all comes together. I think just watching the girls win title after title uh, was just incredible. It like literally made me cry every time I saw it. Um, Like there's a picture of our whole cheer squad at nationals one year. Just like some of us are crying. Some of us are like screaming our heads off. We're hugging. Like just it was such an emotional moment. Um, 
And yeah, seriously, I cried every time I saw it, whether I was in person screaming like that one picture or just like watching it from my dorm room, just like tears. It was just like, I was just so part, so proud um, to be part of this team. I think I was just so proud of like Anna, especially. Um, she was my roommate for four years. <laughs> um, I just like saw how hard she worked and just was able to see it come to fruition, which was really cool. But also, like, watching them win really, I think, unified the team. Um, like, it wasn't just, like, distance runners or jumpers or throwers. Like, we were all there together cheering for one team. Like, we were all just one team cheering for those four girls. Um, but it also kind of made you want to go out and work really hard, like, walking around at nationals. Um, even though I wasn't running, I, I just kind of felt like I was just, like, really proud to some, like to be a part of this team. Um, just to, like, be a part of the dynasty that we were building. <laughs> uh, it made me want to go out and like run really well in cross country too though because I wanted our team to be this like just really good across the board team because of this really high standard that the 4x4 set. And we'll be right back after this sponsored message. Hey Nebraska runners, Anytime Fitness is a prime place to help you get better. Whether you're aspiring to elite levels or you're a 5K weekend warrior, the only way to perform your best and stay injury-free is to supplement your running miles with regular strength training. With a stronger body as your foundation, you'll hold up better to the daily pounding that comes with each stride. And a stronger body means better performance and more stamina on race day. Anytime Fitness has the facilities and trainers to make you the best runner and the best performer you can be. Check out Anytime Fitness in Southeast Nebraska with locations in Beatrice, Hickman, and Lincoln. For more information, check out the link in the show notes. All right, back to D3 Glory Days. All right, welcome back to D3 Glory Days. We're continuing right along with the Seven Pete series featuring the Nebraska Wesleyan Women's 4x4. Say that 10 times fast. On this part, we're joined by Anna Seibel in college, Anna Frazier. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to hear your perspective on it. By now, we've already heard from Coach McKenzie, the first group of women. And so the way we want to get things started here is how did you find yourself at Nebraska Wesleyan? Actually, my whole family pretty much went to Nebraska Wesleyan. And it was the one place that I said, I'm never going there. <laughs> and somehow I ended up there. I guess I just um, visited the campus and I was kind of like, well, it's kind of run down. I don't know. And the more I talked to people there, the more I realized like the culture of the campus and how people really valued the individual there. And Ted was really on board with that too, which was huge for me. So um, that was pretty much all it took. With your whole family at Nebraska Wesleyan, where were you looking? Were you trying to get out of Nebraska? Uh, where was your college search taking you? Yeah, I looked at UN, UNL um, and I guess I, must not have looked very far because I don't remember very many others, but I for sure looked at UNL and then I was looking in Colorado and um, kind of tossing around maybe like somewhere in Arizona. But yeah, I visited Westland early on, though, as you can imagine, my parents were like, you got to go over there. You got to visit, see where we were at, you know, so it won my heart. <laughs> 
Was athletics a main component of your college search? It was kind of in there. It was in the mix of what I was looking for, but I wasn't, I wasn't set on it, I would say. Um, and then I met Ted and we kind of talked about, you know, doing collegiate track and field. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm really ready to give it up yet. And I had a really great coach in high school as well. So getting to talk to Ted and kind of see his values and perspective on coaching too. Um, that's kind of what pulled me into wanting to do track in college. Give us, you know, a, a brief sense of the kind of athlete you were in high school. Were you playing two sports? Were you focused on track? And you mentioned you weren't quite ready to be done. Were you kind of seeing an upward trajectory towards the end of your high school years? Yeah. So I actually started out playing volleyball in high school and the, the track coach was sitting on the side of one of the games and she saw me jumping during the game and was like, you need to come jump. You need to be a jumper for track. And so I was like, okay, I have no idea what triple jump is, but I guess I'll try. And so that's kind of how I started getting into track. So I ended up doing volleyball track and a little bit of basketball in high school, but track quickly became my first love out of those. And somewhere in there, I kind of transitioned from jumping to a little bit of sprinting to the 800. I was kind of just the person that was down to do anything and just loved running and you could throw me wherever and I'd be happy. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I was as a track athlete in high school. Um, and then, yeah, getting to my junior and senior year, I actually was on the four by four with Kaylee and Elizabeth, which was definitely trending upward because I think we won state our junior and senior year. So that was like the big event for me. When you got to college, you quickly were thrown into many events and eventually became a heptathlete. Was that the potential seen in you from your jumping ability from volleyball or who decided to throw you into the multis? Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting story. Well, I, I actually, my freshman year came in a 400 runner after being on the four by four in high school and stuff and kind of having a love for that. Um, so that's kind of what I decided I wanted, wanted to do, but I kept getting like injured and just had a rough first year with that. So by my second year, I'm not really sure how the topic came up, but I had discovered multi-events and I was kind of curious about it since I had been that person that always got thrown into a bunch of different um, events anyways. And so I thought, well, why not just combine them all and we'll just make a whole day of it or a couple days of it, you know? So I kind of had a little bit of curiosity and I talked to Ted and he was like, yeah, we can get you going on that. And so kind of got set up. There wasn't actually an official coach who was like set aside for multis at that time. So we had a volunteer coach come in, uh, Derek Carson, and he kind of like took me under his wing and would walk with me to all the events and kind of help me with those. So that's how I ended up in multis. <laughs> Which discipline had the biggest learning curve? Oh gosh, hurdles by far, by far. I don't, I never get that one down, but. So the throws were, were more comfortable? Yeah, actually i my favorite event was shot put, like non-running event was shot put by far. And were you participating in any of the relays at this point, or were you focusing only on multis? 
I think I was, I was pretty much focused on multis. I think at one point during like indoor conference of sophomore year. Yeah. I was like the backup for the relay, but I wasn't, I wasn't focused on relays at all. The, the 2016 indoor, we learned from coach McKenzie that they, they used the team that ended up winning a national title in the outdoors to get you all to finals. What was that like to be thrown into the final? Oh, um, yeah. Do you mean like my freshman year? Yeah. Your freshman year. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was nerve wracking. Um, to be honest, I, that was the year where I was having all those, um, it was hamstring, like repetitive hamstring injuries just from like poor biomechanicals, like standpoint and poor like tension length ratio um of a couple muscles but yeah so I was very nervous because when I would get out and run sometimes it would be okay and sometimes it wouldn't (laughs) and so I was really nervous you know going out there on the track being thrown into finals and thinking what if that happens you know like what if I have another strain in the middle of this and I'm in finals and I don't even, I've never been to a meet besides the state track meet, you know, that's big like that. So it was nerve wracking for sure. You know, as the, as the relay began to win, you know, what was the mindset from the team? Like, was this a relay that you wanted to be a part of, you know, when did this idea of you becoming part of the streak kind of become a reality to you? Yeah, actually, there's a distinct moment that I remember when I was doing multis, I was practicing indoors. It was, yeah, it was during the winter, during indoor season, and I was practicing high jump. And I remember standing at high jump, which I, I enjoyed it, but I remember standing at the pit and watching the girls go around and around. I think they were running like 300, repeat 300s that day. And I looked over and I just remember watching like Haley and Elizabeth and Katie and Abby and being like, oh, like who thinks, who's standing at high jump and looks over and thinks, I want to be doing repeat 300s right now, you know, like I want to be out there with those girls, like challenging themselves, you know, and pushing each other um, kind of to the limit there. So yeah, for me, that was kind of the moment where I was like, all right, I know that that's where my passion is right now, rather than in multis. So that was the moment when I was like, I need to talk to Ted and just like make him aware that I want to be a part of that. How did that conversation with Ted go? Um, You know, looking back on it, I was like, wow, (laughs) I'm a little bit bold, but you know, to come in and they've got this amazing four by four team, but to be like, I know I'm not running the 400 right now, but I want to be on that team. I think it went well. I think Ted was kind of like, okay, well, you got to prove it, you know, Um, which is something I've always loved about track. You know, there's numbers and it's, it's very objective. So, um, you know, you can go out there and work hard for something. And yeah, so I think that conversation was well received um and it was more a matter of what I did from that point on do you think Ted was taking those meetings like every day with somebody different who who wanted to be (laughs) on the four by like was he just like bored with this conversation at that point 
oh man I don't know we we honestly I guess we had a decent amount of 400 girls at that point I don't know if anyone was crazy enough as me to think that they could actually get on the four by four you know like they could will their way into it but um yeah I'm not sure if anyone else talked to Ted and in my mind like I didn't care because I was going to go work work hard for it so I think an interesting comparison between you and Aspen was Aspen was recruited on kind of specifically for the four by four, you know, you have her, the twins, and then you needed to find a fourth on there to make that relay. You know, she felt some pressure because of the, of the recruiting process for you, you're trying to fight your way onto the the team. You know, where did, did you feel any pressure when you finally were able to secure your spot? Um, I would say for me, the pressure came more my senior year, that junior year, like getting onto the team was a big, like, I might make it and I might not. Cause we have like some solid girls on our team and some solid girls younger than me that have potential, you know, aside from Aspen that I was like, they have real potential to run a lot faster than I do. Um, so I think like just getting on the team, it was like every race. I was like, this might be my last race with the team. I don't know, but I'm just going to enjoy it. So. Tell us a little bit about the chemistry on the team. How did all of your personalities mesh together and kind of where did you fit in in that group? Yeah. Well, Kaylee and Elizabeth are like super tight knit. And as you know, like they were on the four by four before, you know, coming from like winning with Katie and Abby and then there's Aspen and I kind of coming in like you know for me oh I hope I make it on the team and Aspen like well I've got big shoes to step into but I'll be on the probably be on the team if I can just fill them and so I would say that there was like a probably more of a level of seriousness from the twins for sure because they knew what it was like and I think they had already started to experience some of the pressure uh, that comes with like winning um nationals for four by four and repeatedly being the team that people talk about you know and then I think Aspen Aspen's awesome she she just comes in and she just has fun with it every time she was definitely the the lowest stressed out one of us like prior to races um she just she just always kept kept it fun and um enjoyed her time there so it was it was good to kind of have a mix of the, you know, people who had experienced the pressure and were kind of starting to like really feel that. I think it was good to like have some, some new faces come in and, you know, for Aspen to be like, just really upbeat about it. And then for me to be like, okay, well, I'm kind of in between, I'm serious because I'm like, you know, this means a lot to me. I've been working really, really hard just to make the team. Um, But at the same time, maybe I won't be on the team every meet. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Coach McKenzie described you as a mix between all of your teammates. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably fair. Having this feeling of kind of running for your spot on the team, did that influence how you trained in practice or did you kind of run scared every practice too? You know, it, it was kind of um, like an interesting position to be in because I wasn't quite with like, you know, the fast girls, but I wasn't quite with the people who were kind of just 
like they're enjoying it all the time. It was like, okay, well, I got to, I'm kind of in this like in-between spot where, you know, I know I really need to challenge myself, but I also know that like, I, I want to value this time that I have to, even in practice. Um, and I know that any of these girls, you know, who haven't made the team yet could potentially make the team instead of me. So I guess, I guess in practice for me, it was more of how can I build the team as a whole, like not just the four by four, but all the 400 group of girls, because at, you know, any point, anyone could be the team, you know, the four by four team. So I think for me, it was more of, okay, get out there, run hard, but on breaks, like make it around to everyone and try to talk to everyone to build that community. Because like at the end of the day, we're, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same team. And this community needs to last like beyond when I'm here, um, beyond when the four by four now is here. So. Which leg of the relay uh, were you customarily running and tell, you know, kind of walk us through the strategy of that particular leg? I, I started running the first leg actually, um, which I was kind of surprised cause I didn't think my block work was that good, but yeah. So that kind of started actually, I think indoor nationals in Alabama. So that would have been junior year indoor nationals. Um, in the finals, I think we switched it so that I was running first leg. And I think that was because either Kaylee or Elizabeth had, you know, they ran the open. Um, and then I think Ted just switched it because he was like, well, we, we just want fresh legs out there to get us out in front. Well, just to start us off, you know? Um, so that's kind of how it started. And ever since that race, I was always running the first leg. I don't know Ted's reason for it, but I, I didn't like it at first <laughs> at all. Um, but I ended up really enjoying it. It grew on me a lot. So you came into the streak when there was already three national titles, you end up winning four at what point in your four, did you ever realize, oh, wow, this streak is still going on or, cause we've heard from Aspen that you guys didn't really talk about the streak. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk about the streak. I mean, I think it was kind of in the back of all of our heads. Like, um, this is kind of an amazing thing that's happening. You know, it's just like every time. And I think we'd hear it from other people too. You know, we'd go to meets just regular meets and it'd be like, oh, there's the Nebraska Westland four by four, like kind of, you know, we heard comments of like, can't wait till you guys are gone and stuff. And it's like, well, we know, I know what that means, like, because we've been winning it for years and years and years, you know, and, and so I think it was in the back of all of our minds, but it's not something that we, that we talked about because it was kind of like, there wasn't any pressure from that. It was just more of like a bonus of this is something cool that that is kind of happening um how are you treated by the rest of your teammates on the track team were you guys kind of like the local celebrities that practice every day <laughs> gosh I don't know I guess I mean everybody knew of us and like people not on the track team knew of us you know I'd have people like professors and stuff come up and talk to me about the four by four and what we were doing and like how cool that was and stuff. But 
I never really thought much of it, I guess. <laughs> um, and then the track team, I honestly thought the track team was just close knit in general, but um, it probably opened up more conversations with people because they knew about like about me or about the rest of the girls on the four by four, at least for sure coming into college when they were freshmen. So let's hear about some of those workouts towards the end of your career, senior year. You mentioned that you're kind of in between the top end, but then the ones fighting for the spot, you know, you finally secured your spot. What were those workouts like? Were you guys getting competitive with each other or were you just running your own splits that the coaches had for you? I would say it was competitive. (laughs) So I started going, well, for a while I was running with the twins, which I think was honestly a little bit fast for me in workouts because we we did not run the same time, you know, in meets and stuff um, or our splits in the four by four. So for me, I was like, well, this is kind of competitive. I'm, I'm out there like pushing every, you know, every last second. So that I would say was a little bit. And then I'd have some workouts with Aspen too, which there was like a little bit of competition there, but I think just Aspen, Aspen and I's personalities um, were just generally like more relaxed and kind of having fun with it and getting, just getting the work done. Um, so I'd say maybe like a little bit less competitive when I was running with Aspen. I saw a few 800 races on your stat sheet um, off air. You were telling us that, you know, after college, you've kind of gotten into distance running a little bit. You know, what, what was your potential in the 800 if you would have focused on it? That's what everybody wants to know from 400 runners. Oh man. You know what? Like I've heard that people either love or hate the 800 (laughs) and there's really not a race that I hate. And so the 800, I think if I would have focused on it, I, I probably, I think I'm, I think I could have been like decently fast, um, especially kind of seeing what some of the girls on the team have been able to do in recent years at Westland, um, just with the training and um, being able to push each other and stuff. I think, I think I could have ran a, respectable time in it but that's that's one an unanswered question for me that kind of burns a little bit <laughs> I wish I would know but there's still time know, there's still time I, true true <laughs> yeah you gotta lace them up go to the track and see what you can you can throw down oh yeah I, I mean I keep my spikes so they're still around you know, as, as the, your career was finishing up and your senior, you're getting to six and seven, you mentioned you guys keep it in the back of your mind, but your senior year outdoor, what were you feeling headed into the last, your last relay? Yeah. (laughs) A mixture of emotions, you know, that's so bittersweet going and being like, this is the last one. Like personally, this is the last one. I mean, who knows what what would happen in the following years but um I think the twins and I had ran together since high school so it was kind of like an intimate moment for us going into that race being like you know not only is this our last four by four together in college but also like from high school too um we've spent a ton of time running together so um just to I'd say to know that you're not gonna 
get out on the track and like be at practice with those people in the next week was even just a little bit stunning, you know, but then yeah, going out onto the track, it was just like, wow, this is it. (laughs) I don't know if there's going to be anything after this. There could be Um, just very surreal moment, I would say. What was the emotion, you know, heading home after the meet, you won your final race, you know, you kind of did your part to continue the streak and, you know, you must have taken a second to look back and kind of think about how far you'd come over four years. Yeah, I mean, and there is a lot in that journey, I think, and um, a lot that I still think about, like, um, I'm going into physical therapy. And so like, I think about a lot of those things reflectively, because they still continue to impact like my career going forward and um, working with people. And I would say that, yeah, on, on the way back, it was just an odd, I, I almost feel like it didn't really hit me on the way back. It probably hit me like a month later, you know, when you're not around the girls every day and then you're just like, well, that's, that's it. That was it. I'm curious. So you won four national titles but your relays didn't set any school records. Would you give up any of your titles for a school record or would you keep all four of your titles? Oh, interesting question. Um, I don't know. I think like I, I probably wouldn't trade what we did for, for anything. I'd probably just leave it. You know, I think the, the girls that set the record, cause I think that would have been Abby and Katie and the twins that was so well-deserved and like I love those girls so much that you know they started they were part of me like continuing in the 400 too um so I feel like I kind of share in that with them because I was there you know part of the team when they accomplished that and so it's all kind of one big accomplishment I feel like you talked earlier about wanting to have a positive influence on the culture of the of the whole track team and also, you know, making sure that, you know, culture of dedication and performance continued after your time there. Um, looking back now that you've graduated, do you feel like you accomplished that mission? And what do you think the legacy of that four by four team is at Wesleyan? Um, it's hard to know because I, you know, it's hard to know if the culture is kind of what I had it in my mind to set up for for the team in my years there but I definitely saw some of the some of that translate like to Aspen and a couple of the other girls and I think you know looking back on this year I've I mean I've definitely followed them for sure and watched their meets online and everything and um, it is pretty amazing to see a team come together even when there's been a year um, off with COVID and everything. And I think looking at that and looking at what they were able to accomplish from where they were when I was there is, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So I would say that there is a little bit of that culture, but also hard to know without talking to them. We're asking everyone a part of the streak. It's hard to do. You've been, you won four times. Which one is the most memorable to you? Oh, (laughs) yeah well actually so outdoors gosh what would this have been 2018 
Yeah, 2018 outdoor. That one was actually on my birthday. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. And that was after, that was junior year. So it was kind of after like being an injury and then learning how to kind of overcome that and really dedicating to like strengthening, um, you know, like my, my own like biomechanics and figuring that out and just learning a ton about the sport um, and about myself through that whole process. Um, I would say that one, that one was probably the most memorable for me. The birthday was just like, wow, that was a good birthday gift, you know? I'm kind of asking everybody this question as we go through the interviews, but when this is all said and done and Stu and I start to release it, who are you most excited to hear from? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm definitely going to listen to all of them. Well, of course, that, that's a given. <laughs> that's a given in the question. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Probably. I'm, I'm curious to hear from Aspen just because she's, you know, she's had the um, kind of like the tail end of that series. And then also like, like we talked about the culture of what it's like now um, at Westland. And so I would say her and then, of course, Ted because he's seen it all, you know, and I know that he, he feels like he's on the track with his athletes when they're running. So it'd be interesting to hear his perspective too. Well, Anna, thank you for joining us. It was a blast getting to hear your part of the story and your part of the legacy. Four national titles. Can you believe it when you were a high school student that you had done four national titles? No, definitely not. <laughs> Once again, thanks to Lincoln Running Company for sponsoring today's episode. As we mentioned at the top of the show, give them a call 402-474-4557. Mention D3 Glory Days and get 15% off all regularly priced items. Thanks again for listening uh, from Stu and Noah here to D3 Glory Days. We really appreciate all the support we've gotten on this podcast. We really appreciate all the time our guests have taken over the course of this series to sit back and relive their memories with us. It's been a lot of fun. We have the finale of the championship series coming out next Tuesday. That'll be part four, and we'll talk to you then. Here's to the glory days. Thank you.